Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's July 13th. We are going to talk about the July 14th Friday slate, the 15-game slate, coming back from the All-Star break. My normal Friday guest, The Siege. How you doing, buddy? Let's be quite clear. It's not Thursday. It's Wednesday night at 11 p.m. I guess it's Thursday, technically, at 12 a.m. <laughs> it's it's three minutes away from Thursday, so I went with Thursday. That's a fair point. But either way, if there, there might be some pitching changes over the next 24 hours that we don't know because they haven't happened yet. Yeah, so we're getting this out super early. We're excited to get back from the All-Star break. Um, both of us are traveling this weekend. So it was this or no morning grind. So we were like, hey, let's just do it early. Yeah, this was a great idea by you. You texted me this afternoon like, why aren't we recording the podcast tonight, this afternoon? And I did a, I have no idea. <laughs> Um, good all-star break for you. You enjoy some time off? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a nice all-star break in real life, Twitter life. Oh, boy. I don't think I've had a worse 72-hour stretch on Twitter, but that's okay. You know, yeah, buy, buy, I, buy Seeds Twitter stock. It's at an all-time low. If I was awake last night, um, I, I would have texted you and told you to delete the Twitter app. The point is I was supposed to be on a Twitter ban. Ah, oh, man. Oh, but yeah, I had a I had a good one, man. Like we went to this place. I don't want to get too far off topic because we do need to get in these fifteen games. We went to this place on Tuesday, and it had all seventies and eighties like arcade and pinball machines. It's called the Daytona like arcade museum, but like it's a museum that has all the games you can play. So like it's like twenty bucks a person, and we spent five and a half hours there. It was me, my dad, Katie, and my daughter, and um, five and a half hours. Oh my goodness! Is this like by your home? Yeah, it's like twenty minutes from my house. So like, I'm gonna right. be a I'm gonna be a regular. That's for sure. We're gonna definitely next time I'm in Florida, we're definitely gonna put that on the to do list. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's awesome. Like my dad got a high score on the pinball machine. They put your name on the pinball machine until somebody else breaks it. It's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and like he didn't like just get the high score. He like almost doubled the highest score that was there. So he had a good run. Like he broke the high score on his first ball, and you get three balls. So it was. <laughs> It was just like it was run good. So, but yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. Um, yeah. Besides that, man, like you know, I had some bad news, but you know, it's just it was just one of those things. It was a it was an interesting All Star break. It was nice to take a few days off and just kind of not have to go on your computer and write articles and stuff. Yeah, that, I mean that, that's love writing articles for you guys, but man, there are days you're just like I don't want to write about any of these crap pictures. Good news is that's not the problem today. No, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of interesting spots. 
obviously, you know, we're not going to even try to talk about weather two days out. Kevin Roth, I have a weather post up on Friday. There'll be all that stuff. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, let's get started. St. Louis at Pittsburgh. Mike Leak against Garrett Cole. Mike Leak has looked really bad. Um, I'm guessing no interest in Leak, right? None. Um, on the flip side, Garrett Cole has kind of come into his own. Uh, what's your thoughts on him? Love the, I love the spot for Garrett Cole. Um, you know, we like to attack him with, against teams that are very right-handed heavy. And with the Cardinals, it's three lefties max. And it's probably going to be seven, righty, or seven righties in this lineup. So I, I love the K upside for Cole. I like the ballpark shift. PNC is a very, very good pitcher's park, especially against right-handed power. This is a really good spot on paper. Yeah, I like I like taking pitchers that are going to be pitching with a lead too. And you just look at you look at the last three starts, and the Washington start wasn't bad for Leak, but it wasn't great. You know, it was eight innings. He only had four Ks in that game. He pitched okay, but you look at the Miami to Pittsburgh start. Like he just faced this team six innings, six hits allowed, four runs, only two strikeouts. Like Pittsburgh's not a team that strikes out, and you got a pitcher that kind of isn't a strikeout pitcher. It's just a bad matchup for Mike Leak. Yeah, 74 Ks and 109 innings this year against a contact team. Not exactly a spot you needed to go on this slate. Um, you mentioned a lot about Garrett Cole that I like. You know, you like him against right-handed heavy teams. Um, you know, looking at the Cardinals' bats, there's one guy that obviously stands out to me. We were talking about it before we went live here. Like, I absolutely love Matt Carpenter today. There's nothing that's going to get me off of Matt Carpenter. He's priced up. Nobody's going to play him at first base. Like, I, I absolutely love this spot for Matt Carpenter. Yeah, I'm not going to fight this one. Um, he's not priced up on DraftKings. He's 3800 Oh, he was priced up on FanDuel. I haven't looked at DraftKings yet. He was yeah, 3800 on FanDuel. Pretty soft for this nice warm-up after the slate. It's uh, We talked about a couple prices before the show. But, um, yeah, Carpenter's a guy I like. And a, a, a guy, a one-off that I really like that no one's going to own is Dexter Fowler. Coming off that injury, played Played the weekend, played okay, now had a few more days off, and he draws an interesting start against Cole, another lefty, and he's gotten some stolen bases off him in his career. So I don't hate that idea. Actually, he's got four, seven hits and uh, two walks, and then so that's nine total times he was on base, right? Three extra base hits, so you take those away, and he's stolen four out of six and attempted to steal on one more. So I think Fowler will run if he gets on. He's an interesting arcade mode player. There you go. Um... You know, I don't really like Leak, but I don't see him getting blown up. Three, four, five runs. I don't see a lot of home runs. I don't really see a lot on the Pittsburgh side that I'm going to go out of my way to target here. Yeah, I don't really see an option here. McCutcheon maybe, but he's so priced up on DraftKings on a slate on a day where there's not a ton of priced up guys. I think it's kind of a stay away from the, the Pittsburgh bat situation. McCutcheon's a guy that I need to eat a hat for. Like I said, this guy was done. I said he was really bad. I said he was playing like crap. And he's just, you know, he's hitting 474 over the last 10 games. He's really been hitting well over the last month. And, you know, he's definitely not done. So, you know, that's just a guy that I was wrong on. So I, I'm glad that McCutcheon's starting. Like this is a guy that, you know, I like to see Andrew McCutcheon do well. He's a Florida boy. You know, I like to see him do well. And he's really... 4900 though. 4900 is just too much. Yeah, and I'm not paying 4200 for Polanco, who's now back from that suspension. So there you go. We move on. Chicago Cubs, Baltimore Orioles, Mike Montgomery, Kevin Gausman. Um, Montgomery pitched in relief for Lester. 
in that game that Lester just got absolutely just smashed. So, you know, he's coming pretty much normal rest for Michael Montgomery here. I'm guessing not a lot of interest for these two guys. I think if Montgomery was cheaper, lefties against Baltimore, but I'm not paying 7800 for him. No, not when there's a guy that's $100 more that I, I really like on the slate. What's wrong with Gaussman at 69? Like, I know he got shelled right before the break, but before that he'd been pitching really well, and this is a Cubs team that strikes out a lot. I think I think he's fine for tournaments, um, which is something we, you and I talk about, you know, 95% of the time. So I think he's definitely in play. I think there's strikeout upside there for sure. Um, he's also a home road splits guy too. I pulled that up too. Like massive splits. I'm talking like – Four ERA at home, eight on the road. And I want to look into that start really quick. Take two seconds. I hadn't looked into that start to kind of see what happened in that Minnesota start. And so he had an 11.25 ERA, but he had a 1.74 XFIP. So I'm guessing he got BABIP. Yeah, 643 BABIP in that game against Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, no walks. So, yeah, yeah, no walks, seven strikeouts. Just the hits and runs. He just got BABIP. Like – 643 Babbitt, like that's just massive. Like that's just massive. It feels like a nice low on tournament option. Yeah, like his FIP was 0. 0.4. 0.4 FIP. <laughs> yeah, like you know the the advanced stats like are telling us that everything is still fine with him, and he just got Babbitt in that game. So I, I actually like that call. I'm glad you made me look into that really quick. Yeah, let's. Uh, I got this handy dandy piece of paper here. Let's. Uh, I'm, I'm, taking I'm taking notes too, since I'm gonna be traveling. Like all my plays are gonna come from my notebook today. Um, you know, you look at the Cubs here. They're going into Baltimore. It is a good ballpark for right-handed power. Is there anything standing out to you here on the Chicago's team? No. Yeah, like they're broken, Stevie. Like, how could you possibly roster anyone on this team right now? No, I don't want to. That's the thing. Uh, I think the, the broken call is probably, you know, spot on. Uh, ben Zilvers, BVP, I guess. But I don't see myself doing that. He is a uh, 2.5, 2.6K on FanDuel. I was looking at his price on FanDuel. It was really cheap. Oh, that's, that's maybe interesting. Yeah, if I – hold on. I'll pull it back up. Isn't he outfield over there? Yeah, they moved him to outfield. He's yeah. 2,600. Like I guess if he bats, need a punt, that's fine. If he bats leadoff, like, you know, there's talks about him batting leadoff. Yeah, there's talks about doing anything with the Cubs right now. Right. Um, anything on the Baltimore side that stand out to you against Montgomery? No, not really. I don't, this isn't a guy I'm really in the mood to attack. Yeah, it's kind of a game that's going to kind of stay away. He's really good against lefties. He doesn't give up a bunch of hard contact or home runs to righties. Like, just a spot. He's a ground ball pitcher. I'm not going to go out of my way to target these guys. I can I can see this total opening nine nine and a half. If it does, I kind of like under. Yeah, Chris Davis is supposed to be back, by the way, which doesn't help us here, but it's definitely something to note for the weekend. Yeah, that's nice, especially if we get like a John Lackey start over the weekend. Oh, buddy, <laughs> Holland. <laughs> uh, we move on to probably my favorite game of the slate: Colorado at New York, taking on the Mets. You got John get John Gray against Jacob Degrom. These I love these two pitchers in this game. Okay, you scared me. I, you're like this is my favorite game, and I'm like, uh oh, I love the pitchers here. What did no, I miss? No, 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 no. I love this spot because the pitchers in a pitcher friendly ballpark. Like this is just a spot that I'm going to load up on these two guys. Okay, yeah, couldn't agree anymore. All right, 
Yeah, like there's not a lot of times that I'll play two pitchers from the same game because I still think a four point win is still four points. But I, I feel like this is a spot we could see 45, 50 combined points from these two guys, if not higher. Yeah, I, I love this spot. I mean, the price for DeGrom is high to the point where I don't think anyone's going to roster him, but that's fine by me. I, I love this spot. Uh, and you think about it, like, if people are going to pay up, don't you see them paying the extra 300 bucks for Carrasco against Oakland? I hope so. Not saying I don't like Carrasco, but I'm just saying, like, I love this spot for DeGrom. Uh, just, I absolutely love this spot. I like this spot for John Gray, too. This is the first spot that we're getting him outside of course since coming back from injury, and he's only 7,900 here. Oh, well, yeah, it was at Arizona and then at Coors. Or at oh, Coors yeah, and he Arizona. dominated in Chase Field, too. Like, he he did exactly what we thought he would do if he was right. So, and he had a decent start in Coors, too. Like, it's not like he threw bad there. So, he's been throwing the ball well. You know, this Mets team had success in St. Louis, but I think that's more a testament to St. Louis than, in, than like, the Mets' confidence. So, I'm with you. It was like 95 degrees in those St. Louis games, too. I went to what I went to the Friday night game, and as soon as I got there, I saw the wind blowing out to right, and I was like, "Well, good thing I bet. Good thing I made a game stack because the ball's gonna fly." And I tried to remove all my Degrom shares, and I missed by like a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, Degrom. He gave up like what three or four home runs, and that was all he gave up. It was retarded. Yeah, but they were just like, like one of them was a shot. The other ones were kind of just like St. Louis. It's hot in the summer. Home runs for lefties. I don't see anything batter-wise from this game, do you? No. Not on a 15-game slate, right? Yeah, like if I – yeah, no, there's just no way. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox, we got Michael Pineda against Drew Pomerantz. Like, I, I, I seriously think that Michael Pineda is finally broken. I say that, and he's going to go out and – I say that – I... I've actually been playing like 10% of the guy was he's getting blown up start after start after start. Well, and then I sit here and go, I'm the banana hater. Why can't I just fade him? Like he's been on like these dumb, like five game slates for a month. I feel like where I just couldn't take a total fade. He's finally on a huge slate and just watch him go out there and throw a gem. He's 8,100 on DraftKings too. He's cheap. <sighs> um, he has 20 fantasy points one time out of the last five games. And it was 20 on the dot. Like, I wonder. I wonder how Pineda's done against the Red Sox. He put up uh, 32 against them earlier this year. He had 11 or no, uh, eight strikeouts, one earned run, seven innings. Yeah, I don't really want to stack the Red Sox here. I kind of have interest in Pineda again. That's fine. Uh, I just I like this slate. I like too many pitchers on this slate. I just don't see myself using Michael. Pena. That's a fair point. Like I don't know if I'll actually click on him, but like he's gonna at least make it into. I'm gonna have to dig into the advanced numbers, especially when I see a start that good the first time around. It could just be a profile thing that I have to check. Um. Yeah, it's fair. And then True Pomerantz on the other side, I'll pass. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, that's a strong that's an easy pick. Um, Yankees bats, anything standing out to you here? Uh, Aaron Judge is pretty good at baseball. That home run derby, like, we didn't talk about it. I'm not paying 5500 for Aaron Judge. Is he really 5500 <laughs> He's going to be not, so popular after the home run derby, too. Just, like, there's no way he keeps hitting at this. Like, I've said this for two months now, but, like, there's just no way, right? Is Didi cheap? Didi has good BVP against Pomerantz, and we know he hits left-handed pitching well. Problem is, it's the wrong park. He's not that cheap. No, not cheap. No. Yeah, I'm not really seeing much of the Yankees, to be honest. 
I mean, I think it's a stack, right? You're stacking against your Pomerantz. He gets shelled, and that type of thing. Like, you, you've games. I would not play, like, a one-off in this game. It would be a, I'm stacking the Yankees. Or I'm stacking the Red Sox. Ed, sorry. Clint Frazier, by the way, at 3,700 isn't the worst idea in the world. Yeah, it's not a terrible price. Yeah. He's outfield now, too. Yeah. Don't hate that. Man, never thought I'd see the day Mookie Betts was priced under Andrew Benedini. Man, Mookie Betts has been underpriced for like a like a, what I feel like it's been a month. It yeah, just, I just if I'm gonna play Red Sox or Yankees, I'm gonna stack them. I probably won't play either team. There's so many good spots on the slate that like this game's probably gonna end like five three, five four, six three. Like I just or it's gonna finish eight seven and we're gonna be just like Punch yourself. I just yeah, even if it ends eight seven, I just even on the Red Sox side, like do you see two, three, four home runs that's gonna win you a no. tournament on a fifteen game slate? No. And like, right on the Red Sox side, it's the Yankee side, I think I'd be more afraid of fading. Well, of course, you know, I, but never, like, try, I never trust Pomeranz. That guy is just you're just paying a you're paying a premium for Judge and Sanchez. You're gonna need, you know, home runs out of those guys. I say that. You know, I say that about Pomeranz. You realize he's only given up more than two earned runs one time in his last ten? He's been pitching really well. We had this discussion last time out. I know, and I didn't believe it then either. And I yeah. got away with it because he started walking people. Yeah, it was against the Rays. He was pitching really good, and then he had that ending where he, I think he walked like three guys, and it was just annoying. Yeah, that's the Drew Pomeranz experience. It is, but, you know, we look at the home runs. He hasn't a lot of home runs in, in those last four starts. So Drew Pomeranz is always, like, a better fan to play than he is a DraftKings play. Always. Um we move on. Washington at Cincinnati. Gio Gonzalez against Tim Adelman. This game's in Cincinnati, which is always good. Um, I'm guessing no interest in the pitching here. I have interest in Adelman. I, I like this spot a lot. I think it's a spot where I won't play him just because the pricing on DraftKings is soft and I'm not going to need him. But there's no chance I'm playing the Chalky Washington stack. Uh, this kid has talent, and people have just been dismissing it, dismissing it, dismissing it. He's starting to put it together. Like as soon as some, like a couple, he's kind of got the Pineda problem. He's given up a home run now in eight consecutive starts. Like that's just not going to last. Like the stuff is too good for him to be giving up home runs at that clip. So once he gets that a little bit under control, it's going to be he's going to be good. Like he's cut down the walks the last two starts. Again, I don't think I need him on this slate, but like I know Washington is going to be a stack that's popular and in that ballpark and on the road, and I'm just not going to have any interest. The only issue that I have with that is go look at the batted ball profile for Daniel Murphy. I mean, I, I can play a one-off. That's fine. I'm just not stacking it. Like, and you, Adelman's a guy that, like, against lefties, like, you know, I've been looking into this guy so much because he's such – like, he's a head-scratcher. He's a guy that annoys me because, like, his stats are so hard to, like, figure out from, like – you know, a numbers perspective. So I'm like looking at where he's like locating pitches and he just jams left-handed hitters. Like he throws more balls inside than a lot of right-handed pitchers. And like, he's just jamming lefties and that's just bad, bad, bad against Daniel Murphy. Yeah. He's only giving, like he's only giving up 28% hard contact to lefties and he's got a 2.3 home run per nine. Like, yeah. That's going to come. One of these is just going to like, one of these is going to give, right? Yeah. Like, it's probably more of like what I'm saying, like working inside, there's going to be lefties that just mash inside pitches like Daniel Murphy. And then there's going to be guys that struggle with him. And like, he's probably going to continue to give up some home runs, but I, I don't see the hard contact coming up too much. 
Yeah, I, I, I like a one-off. I, like, I don't mind the Murphy one-off. I always like playing Daniel Murphy, so I, I can get on board with that. But, like, I'm – you know, I guess you could play a Harper one-off if you wanted to. But, like, you know, with these injuries, like, the Nationals lineup – like, I guess it really depends on the lineup you get. Like, if you get that I, – I can't imagine they would just play all those bench lefties the first game back from the break. So I feel like you'll get all the righties just because it's the first game back from the break. Which would be better for him than like if they start. Sorry, I said that backwards. Yeah, you want all the lefties. I want the lefties. Yeah, you don't want all the righties. Like he's been struggling I mean, against. You say righties. that, but like his K per nine is through the roof against right-handed bats. X tip of three point nine nine. It's really weird. These Go. numbers are really, really weird. There's regression coming. Either he's a total gas can, or he's <laughs> gonna be really good. And I think yeah. it's the really good side. Yeah, you look. You pull up the heat graphs on, um, you know, fan graphs, and you look at it on plate plate IQ. He's just a guy that just pounds the inside, and like, I, I don't know. Like, if I'm stacking Washington, it's Harper, Murphy, Zimmerman, Rendon, like that three, four, five, six. But like, I see a ten point four K per nine against righties, and I just, oh, well, it's boomer bust, right? It's a thirty six percent hard contact, only seventeen percent hard con or soft contact, like. It's a boomer. How do you give up that hard contact? I just am so confused with this guy. Yeah, that's why I said, good luck, dude. You could spend uh, I've spent hours upon hours trying to figure this guy out. It's just I'm not. Did, I feel like I just did this like five days ago. You did. I feel like I just had this conversation. We did. We had this conversation every five days because we he's, do because we we uh, this guy just drives us nuts. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, we kind of talked on Adelman and the Washington side. What's standing out to you here on the Reds against Geo? Duval, my boy, man, Zach Cozart. Yeah, I don't have BVP in front of me, which is just annoying. Well, you're not going to be able to pull a BVP on it because but I, have to, pull, officially... no, I have to pull it up um, on the ESPN app. Yeah, uh, let's see. Holy, you want to know a random BVP player of the day? Holy shit. Who's that? Joey Votto, 8 for 18 with three doubles and three home runs. Does not shock me. Votto hits left-handed pitching well. Yeah, and Cozart's awful. Awful. Don't, it doesn't matter. Not listening. Two for 17. Have fun with that. that that's fine. Zach Cozart's a different hitter this year. <laughs> Standing by it. Yeah, Gio's actually been pitching well this year, too. Joey Votto has a 366 ISO against lefties this year. 366 ISO. 443. That's, that's the arcade mode play of the day right there. It's going to come in at like 1%. Man, these guys against left-handed pitching. Like, Cozart. Oh, Votto's 5,400 too. You know how you know how I know he's going to be on the main slate? Zero. There you go. Votto, Duvall, Shepler, Cozart all have over a 400 Woba against lefties this season. Scott Shevler has a 284 ISO and a 406 Woba against lefties this year. Have they faced any? And his strikeout rate is 16.9%. That makes me wonder if they faced any lefties. Well, you'd have to like really like dig into it to see who he's faced, but, but is, that's, that's a, such a low strikeout rate for a guy like Shevler, isn't it? Vado's strikeout rate is only 12% against lefties. That's Vado. Like Shevler is just like a swing and miss guy. Um, I would definitely not play Geo in this spot. Billy Hamilton and Suarez, the only two guys in the starting projected starting lineup with a strikeout rate over 20% against lefties this year. Interesting. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely no Geo. And God, I thought it was game mode. I hope they priced them down a little bit. It's a good little man. The red stack might be really interesting here. I, but what? What do you want to play other than Suarez and Votto? You could really you roll Kozar and just. You could really roll out a Kozar, Votto, Duvall, Shebler stack. That guy would just rather attack the Votto one-off spot in arcade mode and call it a day. Yeah, that's fair. Toronto, Detroit, Aaron Sanchez, Justin Verlander. This is right around where Verlander like really started to put it together last year. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He's cheap too, man. God, that guy has just been so broken all year. His last four starts haven't been bad. I I already know what I'm doing. Uh, I already know right when we get off this podcast, I'm like spending an hour into Justin Verlander. Okay, so like I want to throw the Cleveland starts away because Cleveland just owns him. Like just owns him historically. Exactly. But like look at the last five starts. The hits are the issue, right? Like the contact rate is too high right now. Yeah, the whip is still really high too, isn't it? Like 1.5 this season. Yeah, but like even lately, right? Like it's 10 and 6 and 2 thirds, take 10 hits and walks and 10 and 2 thirds, 12 and 3 and a third, 10 and 7, 5 and 5 and 2 thirds. Like it still feels really high. The Sierra is ridiculous. He has a career high in contact, hard contact, allowed, low, second lowest career swinging strike rate of his career. Like, let's play. Let's play a game. Game or sorry, not to steal like the face of thing. Let's just take play an either or. Um, Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander? Probably Cole. Uh, Verlander or Sunny Gray, who we haven't gotten to yet. We'll probably disagree on this. Yeah, you're gonna say Verlander. Yeah. You don't believe you don't believe in the in the the man that is Sonny Gray. Nah, I just don't play pitchers against Cleveland. But okay, um, what about the other Gray? I would definitely take John Gray over Verlander. All right, and then I would take like, Jacob Fario over Verlander too. Right. So I just that's my problem is I think there's just too many guys that are better. And, and like I, I let's just make it clear I would definitely take Jose Barrios before I would take Verlander and he's Verlander, much doesn't, have a, Verlander doesn't have a slider right. I uh, don't think so. I don't think so. So, I can tell you really quick. I have his page up. He, has I, I a, can't, he does he have do, a slider. Is he throw it? Actually, no. Nah, I got to see if he actually throws a damn thing. He throws at nineteen point four percent of the time this year. The righties. Uh, I just have just total overall. Uh, hold on, I can pull it up. Curveball, slider, fastball, changeup. If he starts, if he starts just religiously throwing the slider, he could have some success. But so you want to know how like velocity is really broken this year? Yeah, yeah. 2017 Verlander is averaging 95 miles an hour. In 2015, he averaged 92.8. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, it's been one of his better swing and strike when his pitches too is the slider. Uh, I just I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to play him over the other guys in the tier. Yeah, that's the problem. But I guess Farrier has no strikeout upside against LA. You don't think Sonny Gray has it against Cleveland. So then it comes down to like John Gray and then like Jose Barrios against Houston. Eric Gaussman at 69. I, I guess he's probably closer to the play than I probably gave him credit for the first time. 
I just know I'm going to be doing a deep dive on Verlander when I get done. I literally just typed in Justin Verlander research with an exclamation point. Yeah, it's just you just, you just you know that nobody plays pitchers against Toronto, and that's just one of the things I just love to do. I, you know I'm right there with you. The problem is, like, they have really good BVP against him. Smoke, Baptista, Donaldson, Tulowitzki, Martin, Morales, all hitting yeah. over 300 against him. Yeah, that 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 will perfectly just scare me away. Yeah, yeah okay. I can now go ahead and just go ahead and delete that. Yep. Um, 44 strikeouts in 154 innings, though. That, yeah, so he either gets shelled or he strikes him out. Yeah, eight home runs, 11 doubles. Yeah, they, they have good numbers against them. Smoke has three home runs and 10 Ks and 18 at-bats. I think that really just explains everything you need to know. Yeah, Morales is kind of around the same thing, too. Um, No interest in Aaron Sanchez, right? No. I just I have to ask. I might go right back to the tire stack. Hey, so watching how Sheldy got in the first one. Yeah, coming, you know, the, you, the Tigers are an older team. They need these three days to take off. Yeah, man, just no one's going to stack against Detroit in this spot. And it's, it's just really tempting to just go right back against Aaron Sanchez because he was just awful in that starting against Houston. Like, we stacked Houston. When did you know that it was going to be a top three stack? I knew about 10 pitches into the start. I, it was one of my favorite stacks on the day. It was. I'm looking at my notes from Friday, and Houston's number one. Thank God I got back on them. But, like, I, I knew right away I was watching the game down by the ballpark, and I just knew, like, after 10 pitches, you just didn't have it. Like, Do you remember is, arguing with me on Friday about playing Houston? I thought I did, and I'm staring here at my list, and it says Houston right here at the top of the list. So I don't know uh, what no. happened between, like, when the podcast happened and when I wrote the stacks down on my list because it was at the same time. So I'm not sure what the hell happened. We were talking about how he, we were, I was talking about how he like struggled in his rehab start, and it was two pitchers both coming back from the DL facing each other. That's what it was. You got me on right at the end because I was like, oh, I would stack Toronto against whoever came back. And you're like, well, why wouldn't you do it the other way? Yeah. And it got in my head. And I think oh. by the time I wrote this down, you, I had uh, been talked on a little well, I'm glad it worked out. You know, it, all, it doesn't always work out when you want something, but it worked out there. No, but I think I should go right back to it after how well it worked the first time, right? There's nothing that suggests that he's going to get better. Like, you know, he struggled in his rehab start. He got mashed by Houston. Like, it's, I don't it's right an offense that's been, you know, mashing the ball all season and getting super unlucky. Yeah, like Aaron Sanchez's numbers last year. You know, low strikeout, low swinging strike rate. Ground ball pitcher is the only thing that you got to kind of worry about. When he's right. Exactly. Ground ball pitchers, when they're not right, give up long, long home runs. Long home runs. We move on. The Toronto bullpen is not going to be scared about either. Yeah, that's for sure, too. We move on. Dodgers, Marlins, Brandon McCarthy against Dan Straley. Um This game's going to troll me. Like, I have no idea how. It's just like McCarthy, we know, ground ball pitcher, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. We know Dan Straley is a reverse split pitcher that is a fly ball pitcher that benefits from playing in a big ballpark. It's not like Miami's not a big ballpark. That's not saying. It's just like there's no strikeout upside here from either guy. Um, it feels like Ozuna one-off. Honestly, to me, it just feels like I'm just going to fully fade this game and hopefully it doesn't burn me. I already have a bad feeling about this. 
Well, yeah. Well, you always have a bad feeling about it, but I kind of just want to play Stanton Ozuna. I kind of want to play Bork, <laughs> but there's so many first basemen that I like on this slate. Like after what I saw the other night in that home run derby, like I didn't. I didn't even tell you. I had four to one on Bohr against Judge. You didn't tell me that. You oh, tell, yeah. told me that he had twenty two in the first round. I was like, ah, he's good. Yeah. Like one of my my ex boss is a huge Yankees fan, and he just like four to one. God, after he hits twenty two home runs too. Miguel I just I was like I almost was like you know that might not be enough as insane as that was. Looks like God, Judge is just a freak. He is a freak. Guy hits the ball he's hard. Gonna, he's not going to lose that event for a long time. Yeah, and that's what stinks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like just move him to the finals. I don't know. Like we we saw two of the most like you know as far as exit velocity and power bats go. Like we saw two of the best. Oh man! So no Next against year, Harper will be in it too. It's in DC. Oh buddy. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see a lot from this game. Like you know, you look I, at you look at the Dodgers. They're a left-handed heavy team. Dan Straley, two fifty-three wOBA against lefties this season. Twenty-six percent strikeout rate. Only allowed four home runs in 51 innings, and it's a massive ballpark. Like, I just don't see a lot here. Just typed in Ozuna stand in arcade mode. There you go. Call it a day. Arizona, Atlanta, Walker against Dickey. I, I really hope PML was trolling me about Arya Dickey here. He wasn't. He really likes Dickey. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> My problem is the great starts happened on the road. I mean, he's been on fire, though. God. But, oh, I watched the last start uh, against Washington, and that knuckleball was moving, my friend. It was move- It was so dirty. Like, was the Friday. Was Friday. I, that was, I had one Washington stack, and I knew after an inning that thing was done. <laughs> yeah, the, I turned on the game, and the announcer said, R.A. Dickey threw two balls of the backstop in warm-ups because the catcher couldn't catch the ball. I was like, oh, screw me. Yeah, uh, like I'm screwed. Yeah, that, that's not what you want to hear. It's just look at the last four games. You know, San Francisco, know. you can kind of take it away. Oakland, but Milwaukee, Washington. Yeah, the strikeouts have been there. The knuckleball's moving. Like I don't think I'll play Aria Dickey here because I just the, the ballpark just is. God, he has some good BVP too. Ugh. Like if you're playing, if you're playing, Baltimore. Arizona offense is so fraudulent on the road, but this is just like the wrong park. If you want to play, if you're playing multiple teams and you want to play Dickey on a team, I have no issue with it. Um, I don't think it's more. I don't think it's playing Dickey. I think it's more of are you going to play Arizona on this spot? No. If I do, it's Jake Lamb, David Peralta, just because of the ballpark. Yeah, right. That's kind of the thing. That's kind of the decision I think I'm making. Like the flip side of this game, I absolutely love Freeman and um, Adams. Oh, Freddie Freeman, forty nine hundred at third base. That's awesome. Good. Nobody wow. playing. I hope not. Guy's been on just on a tear. Came back and he's just like, here, I'm just gonna go back to matching the. You, wanna, you don't even want to know where those Fanduel prices, by the way. Oh, is it? Is it? Am I playing him? Yes or no? Just tell me. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Third base, nine. Okay. 30, what, what is 30. Kyle Seager, who we haven't gotten to? It might be the next game. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Seager's 2,500 on FanDuel. <laughs> yeah. 
He's in. He's in. Um. He's in all of my. Um... Yeah, I know. What? Yeah, he's ridiculous. Freddie Freeman's thirty six hundred. He's cheap. Oh my god, Kyle Seeker's twenty five hundred. Yeah. So Freeman might not make my lineup. Wow, that's gonna be a pain in the ass of a decision. It is because you got the ballpark. You know, Walker gives up a lot of hard contact. Like, oh man, Walker has a twelve point eight percent soft contact rate against left. This is a spot, by the way, where you just stack Atlanta because the Arizona front end of that bullpen is so bad. No, I really like the Atlanta stack. I like that call. I think it's a really sneaky stack. If you're playing multiple teams, I definitely think you want an Atlanta stack here. In the great more, because they're really left-handed heavy now. Like. They are like outside of like Matt Kemp, if they would just if Matt Kemp would like mysteriously have like a hurt toe or something, we would see so many lefties in this lineup. Yeah, Camargo, by the way, has started to figure it out quietly too. At the bottom of the order, they jacked his price up, and they, he's only third base eligible, which is really stupid because he's not playing any third base anymore. So hopefully they'll give him second base or shortstop, and then we can go back to work with him. It's part of a wraparound. So our, our good buddy that's a Braves fan um, has texted me the last two days and said, make sure you play him. He's bad in second. He's hot the last two days. The last yeah. Two days. I know. And he just obliterated. I can't. He's at the same position as Freddie Freeman, our mutual friend. What would you like me to do? He's only 3K over there in drafting zone. You can play Freeman at first base if you don't want to play like Adams. How do I justify paying, playing Camargo when Kyle Seager's 3,500? I know, I know, I know, I know. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. But first, we're going to head to Milwaukee where Philadelphia is visiting. It's Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Pavetta against Davies. Hey, we've had some really good pitchers on this slate, and then we have these two guys. Wow. <laughs> You're just dismissing Pavetta? Listen, he's good. He's just not ready. He's not ready for the bigs. He's just not ready. How many starts – if I set the over-under on 22.5 DK points in his last five starts, how many times do you think he's been over? Once. Four. Who is he face? San Diego, Mets, Arizona, St. Louis, and Boston. Well, if you would have told me that, I would have said three. Okay. Well, it's four. So, he's had yeah. nine or more strikeouts three times. The guy has dynamic stuff. And you he's can, good. I, you I, I, I don't want to discount these. The, right, the right-handed heavy teams are the ones we've got the high K numbers against. You look at this Milwaukee team, it's very right-handed heavy. Now, the price on DraftKings is a little absurd at 8.4. Like, that's the problem. Like, I just can't see Judd paying that price. But this is a guy against right-handed bats that, you know, has been striking out 25% of them, striking out 25% of lefties, too. And he's been giving up only 30% hard contact to lefties. Now, the hard contact to righties is a big number, but... The home runs is a big number. That's why I'm like, I just don't think he's ready. Like, the number, the home runs are... The hard contact and the home runs is this. But he's been running... Like, his FIP is 7.1, but his ex-FIP is 4.8. Babip is only 300, so he's not getting Babip. It's just he's getting hit hard. Like, I just... I think he's talented. I don't think that I gave him enough credit, but I do think that he's not ready. Hmm. I think that's a really hot take that he's not ready. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I get one one or two hot takes a month. Yeah. Boy, I, I – like the guy's only given – like I just – I certainly wouldn't stack Milwaukee here. I'll tell you that. 
No, I'm not going to go out of my way to stack Milwaukee. I'd stack Philly before I stack Milwaukee. God, Philly. <laughs> I'm not stacking Philly here, but I'm saying I would stack Philly before I would stack Milwaukee. Okay. Zach Davies, really, really bad against lefties. Uh, high ground ball rate against righties. Really hasn't been shelled against righties. It's just, which lefty do you want from Philadelphia that you're comfortable? Nick Williams, I guess? Yeah, that was the guy I was just going to mention. Oh, my God. He's 2.1K on FanDuel. <laughs> he's still 2.1? He is. Oh, come on, Sites. Like, I know you took an all-star break, too, but it's time to put, get some screws into your pricing. Yeah, but he's been batting third ever since he got called up. Like, Yeah, I mean... I know he didn't hit right away, but like Obdubal Herrera is two point nine k. Herrera is two point two k on Fanduel. Hey, hey, if you want to pay up for Degrom, you got some cheap Phillies here. Or Carrasco, yeah, right. Jeez, certainly um, not going to be certainly not going to be an issue uh, getting a stacked lineup over there on Fanduel. Uh, you can um, you can play Carrasco with a Seattle stack, no issues, and still have really good team um, on Fanduel. It, it does. Doesn't surprise you. Told me Kyle Seeker's two point five k. I think that was kind of an obvious. Carrasco's nine point five k on Fanduel, by the way. Degrom is ten nine. Carrasco's five, nine five. Huh. Yeah. Hey, I, I turned. I had sixty percent profit in WNBA. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Um, any WNBA Milwaukee? Pro. Any Milwaukee bats that you want here? Um, any Milwaukee bats that I want here? No. I, we have to mention Travis Shaw every day. That's fine. Every day. This guy is – There's no chance I can play him today. There's no way I'm playing him either, but I want to mention him every day just because he's that good. Oh, Red Sox, Red Sox, Red Sox. He has 65 65 RBIs at the break. Oh, this just hurts my feelings. Seattle, Chicago taking on the White Sox. James Paxton against James Shields. Um, Paxton, the guy I absolutely love playing, but I really hate playing lefties against the White Sox. He's a reverse splits guy, isn't he? He's good against lefties. He's good against righties. He's good against everybody. Pax is a guy I'm either going to be all in on or all out. There's going to be no in between on this one. The thing is, just like every time this guy pitches, he gains 20-plus ownership every time, 20%-plus every time. But the price kind of took like a tier. He went from like a mid-tier guy to a top-tier tier. Like just That first start where you like jump a tier, you normally get an ownership decrease. Yeah, but everybody played him when he put up 30 last time out too, though. Like he was like he was like 60% on that night against Oakland. Yeah, it was I mean, it's a fair point. I just I'm I'm taking a stand one way or the other. It might depend on the weather, it might depend on the lineup, but I'll tell you who I'm not rostering is James Shields. Oh, that's a hot take. Woo, you don't play James Shields. So James Shields this year against left-handed hit batters. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just make sure I don't want to mess up the stat here. So just on his four-seam fastball, which he throws, I will add 35% of the time, right? It is his highest thrown pitch to left-handed batters. This season, he is giving up a 714 ISO. Not 714 Woba or X Woba, although he's giving up a 660 Woba. 714 ISO, Stevie. I, I, you don't have to tell me. I know how bad James Shields is. <laughs> I guess left hand. That's that's insane. I've never seen a number that high. Like it's, literally everything, every bit of contact he's giving up is on his fastball and his changeup. Yeah, he's allowed seven home runs in sixteen innings to lefties this season. 
I would say, you know, that honestly feels low with a 714 ISO. I got to be honest. Five, 58% fly ball rate. So some of them probably just went to the warning track. Yeah. So you wonder why we were talking about Kyle Seeger all show. That would be why. <laughs> uh, well, don't forget about Robbie Cano, Ben Gamble. 2.7% swing strike rate on that fastball, too. I wanted, I wanted to go back to Paxton really quick. So the White Sox hitters, I, I just pulled up the stats really quick. They're really boomer bust. There's three of these, four of these guys that have ISOs over 200, but all the guys that have ISOs over 200 have strikeout rates over 20% outside of Abreu. So it's like it's like a, it's just a boomer bust spot. So you're gonna really have to like look into the batted ball profile and see how they profile against like you know 96 plus because that's you know Paxton throws you're the ball have really such a hard. Small sample. Yeah. That's your problem. Like, yeah, it's a spot where you're gonna have to take a stand one way or another. You just don't see lefties that throw 96 uh, or 97. And the ones that do are named like Kershaw and Bumgarner. Like, it's really tough to like take. Just that's why Paxton's on another level ever since last year. Like, his velocity went up, and you know, it's. I don't think people realize how hard it is to hit a 97 mile an hour fastball, and then when you get a launch, like a release from a left handed pitcher, it's even harder. It's just crazy. Yeah, Robinson Cano BVP might be the. Is this the BVP play of the year? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's it massive, has to be, right? It's massive. It's it's Goldie Lincecum numbers. It's thirty-seven for ninety with nine doubles, two triples, five home runs. Yeah, yeah. Like I know Cano's going to be popular here, and I just don't even care. I I don't care either. And if, if you're a lefty and you crack the Seattle lineup, you will crack my lineup. Yeah. The one guy you could leave off if you want to be different is Nelson Cruz, but you're taking your own risk there. Like, he's not cheap. That's the reason I'm saying that. Like, you know, there's going to be other plays in that price range that are good plays too. Yeah, but he was heating up before the break. <laughs> I said do it at your own risk. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if I could even – yeah. If I build a lot of Seattle stacks, I'll build one without him. Fair enough. Um, White Sox, what's standing out to you? Anything? Crickets. Crickets. Minnesota at Houston, Jose Barrios against Charlie Morton. Uh, interesting pitching matchup here. Yeah, it really is. So we just saw that uh, Gaussman got bad up here. I wonder if Morton's going to suffer a similar fate here. Not a huge K guy in, the, in that start against Toronto. He looked good, but he kind of looked like he was pitching more to contact and kind of just throwing that swing and strike stuff we saw earlier in the season. Was that where himself working himself back, or was it the fact that you know, in his last 10 starts, even before he hit the DL, he only had two two games with seven or more strikeouts. But you just you look at it, and, like, the contact rate's up, like you're saying, and the ground ball rate is up, too. He's getting massive amount of ground balls, so I think he's trying to pitch deeper into games and using the ground balls to do so. I just worry that it sets you up for Babbitt against a team like Minnesota that kind of just slaps the ball everywhere. The thing that's perfect about this slate, though, you just don't have to play him. Yeah, the real question is what do you do with Barrios? Like, you take a shot if you're playing multiple teams in tournaments. I know I say all the time Houston's in the team you don't want to pick on. They're extremely hot. They don't strike out. But you're telling me a guy with the movement and the strikeout ability this guy has at 7,300 is not in play? Yeah, I'm with you. He's a home road splits guy, too, and it's the home run ball, which makes me wonder if it's the mound that just, like, you get, or, you know, this environment on the road. I'm not sure. But, like, we're talking 8 to 1, so we're not talking, like, small, small differences. Yeah, I just 
Listen, Houston's the best team in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. It's not really that close either. Their stats are insane. So you have to understand the risk. It's just, you know, there's just sometimes I'm just going to play a guy that has an ultra amount of talent at a cheap price tag, and this is one of those spots. What if what if Barrios gets to 20%? Then I probably back off. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I kind of don't hate the Houston stack. Hey, hey Chris Chimino, you got a tough job on Friday, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, we could just say that every day. Chris Jamino, you have a tough job on insert day of the week here. <laughs> Danning and wide, Jamino. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Houston stack, though, is super sneaky, right? Because if Barrios is bad, that Minnesota bullpen's terrible. And I just. You don't want to stack against Barrios. I get it. But that's exactly why it has all the upside in the world for tournaments. This, I, I'm telling you, like, I stacked against him last year almost every start. I know, I understand but, that, but we're talking about a record-setting offense that is going to be low-owned because no one wants to attack a Barrios who's given up five home runs in his last three starts. Isn't it the same thing we're talking about Barrios? You just kind of enforce it sometimes, and this is just a spot you play Houston. Yes, exactly. Like you just, you just, the ownership is going to be too low against a guy who has like, yeah, he can absolutely go out and shut down Houston, but he can also absolutely go up and give up six and five. And then the Houston scores seven more off the bullpen, and next thing you know, it's thirteen to one, and you go, "Why didn't I play Houston again?" Yeah, you're making like five, ten teams. You make a Barrios team, you make a Houston team. God, I think I just don't think I'm going to play Barrios. If I get beat by him. I get beat by him. I just think I'd rather play Houston. It's just like if they had more lefties, I'd be more interested in staying away. It's just his stuff is just so dirty against righties. Yeah, I know. It's just Houston, though. Yeah, they don't strike out. Yeah. That's he faced them earlier this year, too. Four strikeouts, four in runs, five innings, seven fan- fantasy points. How many points did he, how many runs did Houston end up scoring? Um, I can look up the game log. Hold on. Oh, I thought you had it up. No, I was looking at his page just to kind of get an idea. Hold on. Oh, he's way down here. That's why, because he's really good against righties. Seven. I have it. Seven. I was just curious how many runs to tag on the bullpen. Yeah, like if, he, like if he does five, if he does five innings and four earned runs with a home run, like I'm not feeling like it's the end of the world for my stack. He didn't give up a home run in that game, though. Yeah, he's just been giving up a lot lately, though. He gave up three home runs to Kansas City. Yeah, that's so weird. I bet you Moose was one of them. That guy's so good. Yeah. I just worry that maybe he's hitting a bit of a wall. Well, and if he's hitting a wall, then like he's and he gets shelled. It's just the upside is too high to pass on this slate. Like there's not a lot of nice. There's a lot of nice spots here. There's no like just I need other than Seattle. There is no like I need to have this stack spot. So attacking offenses that have high upside at low ownership just kind of feels appealing. If Barrios starts to get popular too, you could always go to Gaussman. I definitely like Calvin more. There you go. Um, any bats from Minnesota? No. And we talked about Houston. Let's move on. Rangers, Royals, Martin Perez against Jason Hamill. Um, this is the ultimate. I'm not touching this game. If this game is in Texas, I'd be all over this game. This game's in Kansas City. We a hard pass. Yeah, this game is. This is, this game literally is an entire like it's just a fade. I have no interest in anything. Yeah, this game's on the slate. What? 14 game slate? Yeah. It's always I, nice when you can like mark off games, and this is just a game I'm gonna mark off. 
Yeah, I just I'm totally with you. The I only thing that. that the only thing the only thing that would possibly get me back on is if Salvador Perez doesn't catch hurt his hand in the All Star game, then I might top myself into a Gomez one off. That's interesting. I didn't know he hurt his other hand. Yeah, he got hit with a foul ball. He stayed in the All Star game, so I'm sure he's fine. But just on the random, they they sit him in the first game back or DH him. Be the one guy that I would like from Kansas City too. Yeah, it, it's just more the stolen base upside for Gomez and those Texas guys if it's Butera. So true. Um, I guess the other guy we kind of need to mention is Solaire, right? Solaire? Yeah, like massive power against lefties. I didn't even know he was still on that team. Yeah, he's still there. He was hurt and came back from the 15 or 10-day DL, whatever it is. Yeah, he went back to striking out 19,000 times. Yeah, boomer bust, baby. My middle name. Yeah, against Mark, a ground ball guy in Martin Perez. Let me Contact know. Pitcher, though? Let me know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Sure. I have zero interest. None. Cleveland, Oakland, Carlos Carrasco, Sonny Gray. Um, the only pitcher that can give Jake DeGrom a, a, a run for his money here is Carrasco. No? Yes? Maybe? I mean, I don't agree with that at all, personally. But There's um, a bunch of pitchers on this slate. That's why I was trying to get a reaction from you. It's my job. I don't have a – I just – Anytime the guy's going to be popular, he just blows up. Every time without fail. Who, Carrasco? Yes. He's a massive home road splits too, yo, guy. Yeah, he's on the road. Yeah, he's really good at – he's really good away. He's really bad at home. Been like that since 2015. 2014. Going back to 2014, by the way. Been really good at home, really bad on the road. Or at really good on the road, really bad at home. I just don't get this guy right, like, ever. They're, I'm telling you, like – I mean, this Oakland lineup strikes out 32% of the time against left or right-handed pitching. That's not very yeah. good. It's really, really easy to play Carrasco here. Like, if you're playing cash games, you probably play Carrasco over DeGrom. And that's hard for me to say. No? Yeah, I guess you're right. It's just... The matchup against Oakland in Oakland's a little safer than a matchup against Colorado. Like, Colorado has some competent bats. And Oakland has a couple, too. Sure. Just... Alonzo, Chris Davis, and is Healy back? Yeah. And Healy's, Healy yeah. profiles like a god. Then you get like Chapman, Maxwell, well, Lowry, Joyce. Yeah, well, that's, that's the issue. Um, yeah, I really like the spot for Carrasco. Like, I'm really just going to start. I hate playing a guy that's going to be 50-something percent owned. Just There's nobody going to be 50% on a 15-game slate. You know that Carrasco gets the 50% against Oakland? On Vandal, he might. Not on DraftKings. Oh, he'll definitely get to 50% on DraftKings. DraftKings is priced up to hitters outside well, of they Carlos. haven't. They have it though. I've been messing around with lineups, and it's a little harder than you think it is. You just plug in Seattle stack, and you plug in whatever pitches you want. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's gonna do that. Everyone's gonna do that. I know it's crazy. I just, God, I Carrasco trusting that guy with anything just makes me want to just cry. I'm just gonna. I, I'm really realistically. I'm just gonna play him on the road and fade him at home from now on. 
<sighs> it's 12-1. Yeah, I guess I'll have some, but ugh. Um, you know, you wanted to talk about Sonny Gray. I'll let you talk about him. I like Sonny Gray. Guy's got good strikeout upside against this Cleveland team. He's pitched well against them in the past. He's a different pitcher this year. He's much improved, changed the arsenal a little bit. He's been very consistent. This Cleveland offense is right before they went on that hot streak at home. They've been cold for a while. You know, like how much of that was Cleveland and how much of that was just a terrible team that they were facing? Like, you know, it's not like Detroit's bullpen is just dreadful. San Diego's bullpen is terrible. Then they played Detroit right before that. And then they played Texas before that. Like, how much of this offensive resurgence is real and how much of it is they just faced amazing pitching for 12 days? I just don't play pitchers against Cleveland. I, I I've been playing Sonny Gray ever since like I admitted that I was wrong about Sonny Gray. I just I'm not playing him here. I mean, this is a spot like mean, the Cleveland's like Cleveland quietly against right-handed pitching strikes out. They're at 25 and a half percent on the season. The projected starting lineup is under 20%. Well, it's not. I'm staring right at it. Well, we're looking at two different lineups then. Lindor, Santana, Brantley, and Carnarcion, Ramirez, Zimmer, Chisenhall, Gomes, and Gonzalez. What else would it be? Projected starting lineup, 19.8%. Same same way. That's you all just hitters. Said. That's not against righties. That's against righties. I'm, I'm looking at it right now in plate IQ. I'm looking right at it. Plate IQ has, again, oh, 25.5%. I'll shut up. <laughs> My mic just got muted. I'm done. <laughs> Steve just muted himself. I was like, I think that's what the point of the righties and lefties tab is. I could be wrong. They never had that before. They must have changed that really recently. I don't know. It's been there every time I've used it, but I could be wrong. All right. I'm, I'm going to see myself out, but <laughs> I'm still not playing Cleveland here, damn it. You're still not playing Sunny Gray, you mean? Still not playing Cleveland or Sunny Gray. That's fine. I'm not obviously playing any Oakland bats against Carrasco. So we like, can move on. I've been taking notes as we do in this podcast, and there's like – Four or five spots that I really want to target with hitters on a 15-game slate. Five? How do you get the five? I'm at, like, two. Really? Let's see. Let's go back to my notes. Detroit, Atlanta, Houston. So I guess I'm at three. Detroit, Atlanta, Houston. Oh, I forgot to write Seattle. I'm an idiot. Seattle. I guess it was so obvious I didn't think I needed a note. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, I had Cincinnati as well. but Yeah, that's because you're a fish. Okay. Yeah, I'm fish. That's right. Yeah. Fishy. Fishy, fishy. Um, I, and that's Cincinnati spot, man. Ugh. Geo is real. I can't, Friday, we're going to be at the bar drinking. And you're going like, to be laughing at you in your face, making fish faces at you. Go ahead. Please do. <laughs> when Geo's going to go, go – yeah, Geo's going to Geo in one way or another. Like, this is not a spot where we're gonna, it's going to be a draw. One of us is getting a win on this one. All right. Well, I don't think Geo's ever pitched an average start in his life. <laughs> Uh, I will. I'll bet you a beer. Cincinnati scores more than five runs. Okay, booked. That was the easiest bet ever because I didn't say it had to be against Geo. So easy money. Oh, in the game. Yeah. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, I guess what starter? Yeah, I guess I'd be in trouble against Roark, and you're drawing dead on Strasburg and Scherzer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. probably. It, and the thing is, like, Rorick's been pitching at the bullpen, so if, like, Gio starts to get hit a little bit and it'd be Rorick. Yeah, yeah, if Gio starts getting hit, it's not going to be a good ending for me, but that's okay. That's why we'll be in the bar. 
Tampa, Los Angeles, Jacob Faria against Ricky Nolasco. We do want to note Mike Trout is projected to be back for this game. Um, that is the report. What's that? Yeah, I said Ricky Nolasco against Tampa. I knew you were going to like this spot. I didn't realize it was Nolasco. I didn't have Nolasco on my list. And, well, that's what uh, the Rotor Grinders page has, so that's what I'm going yeah, off I don't, I'm sure it's probably right. God, ooh. This is an interesting spot. You don't want to know what his price is on DraftKings, too. Uh, do I not want to know? 6K. That's a really good price. The problem is, does he have enough strikeout upside on this slate? He faced Tampa in Tampa, struck out six, gave up five earned runs and three home runs. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, huh, that's an interesting spot. Don't think I'm, you know, make the I'm going to research your farther list. Jacob Faria, on the on the other hand, he's the real deal. Yeah, but where are the strikeouts coming in the start? No, I, you can't play it. Like, you could if you wanted to, but I can't play him against the Angels. They don't strike out. But, like, 37 strikeouts and 38 innings, this kid just uh, – we've been preaching it ever since he got called up. Like We preached it when he wasn't on the first slate. Yeah, so, like, he's legit. He's 4-0. This kid's – which stinks as, like, a Red Sox fan. I don't want to see Tampa get good pitching, but this guy's legit. Yeah. I always like Ricky Nolasco until I get to the batted ball side, like page, and that's when I get scared off every time. I need to like just not look at it. <laughs> like forty-one percent hard contact against righties just scares me every time. <laughs> every time I look at it, Steven Souza one off, but he's also his xFIP is two runs lower than his FIP against right-handed bats. <laughs> I'm so curious if Souza profiles well against him. Oh man, Nolasco throws what? Sliders, uh, against, right? sliders against right. He has a bunch of different arsenal against righties and lefties too. He's one of those guys. He throws all sliders and two seamers against righties, and against lefties he plays. He throws two seamers and sinkers. So don't play Steven Souza because he stinks against sliders. Why doesn't Nolasco throw more sinkers against righties? Like twenty-seven percent swing strike rate on the season. Don't play Evan Longoria because he stinks against sliders. Point zero eight nine ISO Evan Longoria. This is what I remember doing against Tampa too. Because Pineda that's why Pineda keeps boomer busting against Tampa every time. Oh man, Corey Dickerson's just been phenomenal this year. Actually just had Corey Dickerson up, but the problem with him is that he can't hit a sinker. Yeah, but how much sample size do you have? That's a fair point. Because the problem with the problem with Dickerson too is like he faced sinkers and cores. Like his numbers are gonna be so skewed. That's true. That's a fair point. And they're gonna be skewed. They're gonna be skewed towards it in its favor too. So like, you just don't have any like. You have zero data on Dickerson and sinkers. I hate when you bring up good points that go against what I want to do. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're here. It's also why you're good at your good at your job. Sometimes. Um, the one guy that was kind of standing out to me was Wilson Ramos. He was really cheap on the sites and. We, like people will soon to forget this guy hit like 340 last year, like 335 or something. He was one of the reasons why Nat, like Washington was crushing and then just faded off in the in the fall. But he, he was actually a had, really good pickup from um for Tampa. That was really sharp. And I, I'm so well, I think they'll deal him here in a couple weeks too. But the problem is he's been inconsistent against sliders in his career, but he's cheap enough where I think I would take a shot. Like we That's haven't fine. really. We haven't talked a lot about catchers today, 
And he was like, I think he's like 3,100 on DK. Yeah, there is not a whole lot of catchers other than Avila. <sighs> yeah. Definitely like the spot for Avila. <laughs> You're kind of right, though. This is kind of just like no interest, no interest, no interest, no interest, no interest, no interest. Especially yeah. with Brandon Bell day today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he might be expected to play, so that's at least good. Yeah, but Straley is a reverse splits pitcher. Doesn't get hit by lefties. I'll hard. probably just play 5% on Salvador Perez again, like I do every day. Yeah, that's why I like Ramos. There we go. Come yeah. catcher for the day. We move on. Last game of the slate San Francisco, San Diego, Johnny Cueto against Clayton Richard. You know, you're always going to say the same thing when it comes to Clayton Richard, and it's always a good point. You always have to depend on the umpire that you're going to get. If he's going to get the low ball, you never stack against Clayton Richard. Thank you. I don't have to say anything. Yeah, yeah, well, we've done enough of these. But, all right, so what are we doing with Johnny Cueto? Like, I hate this guy, but no. San Diego's the worst offense in baseball. It's not even close anymore. Yeah, Johnny Cueto's been awful, though. What have the Padres done for you lately? CJ, I could go out and throw five innings against the Padres. But if Cueto's not going to strike anyone, what the hell does it matter? If he was expensive, it would be such an easy fade. My problem is he hasn't struck out anyone in over a month, and that always just – at red flags just start flying. And it's not like he didn't have spots to strike out people too. He's had lots of spots to strike out people. The problem is, like, he's faced San Diego twice, and he's just destroyed them. Seven earned runs, seven innings, two earned runs, seven Ks this, this year. Like, that's not terrible, but it's not like – he's also just been pitching way worse of late. I know. I know how bad he's been pitching. Like, I, I know. I look at the Why, game log. Okay, again, like, you're really going to play him over Garrett Cole? I don't know. Or Verlander? Or what we, I guess we crossed off Verlander. But John Gray? I just – I don't see myself doing it. Like, if, you're, if you're playing cash games, I have no issue rolling out a Carrasco Cueto lineup. You can't fade Paxton in cash. Easily, don't click his don't click his button. That's insane. <laughs> That's why I don't play cash games. But if I was playing cash, there's no way I would play Paxton. Oh, there's no way I would not play Paxton in cash. Take that 70 percent square and be done with it. I guess that's not true. I could talk myself into Carrasco Cole. That's probably a fair point. I probably shouldn't say that. God, it's really easy to build a Carrasco Cueto lineup, man. Um, Again, there's no way that Johnny. Hey, you want to? You want to do? Since we already got a beer, I'll take a shot. I'll take a Cole versus Cueto. DK points. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'll do that. All right. I'll do that. You're gonna be drunk on Friday night. Was that ever in question? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Any final thoughts on this game? Is there any bats from this game that you like? No. Isn't Nunez supposed to be back? I swear I read Actually, that. you know who's a sneaky, 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 sneaky play? Buster Posey at 3-8 if we get a, a favorable ump here. That is true. We said we don't really love catchers. Posey's, you know, batting 324. He just doesn't hit home runs. Yeah, that's because of his ballpark, though. Like, San Diego, you can hit some with your right-handed power hitter. It is right, though. Nunez is expected back. 
Yeah, I, I swear I read that somewhere. I think he is because no, he, mag- he was magically in the uh, MLB player pool on MLB the show. So I'm sure you're right. Yeah. So he was hitting the ball really well before his hamstring got hurt. Yeah. He. I wanted to see if he rehabbed at all. Yeah, he rehabbed like four days. Not sure what he did though. He's always sneaky good against lefties and righties too. I'm not paying like, third base is like the most loaded no, position I still on the not, entire I'm not playing, He's an outfield eligible, but I'm still not. I'm not playing him here. I just he is back. Then why do we care? That's true. Fair point. That's it. Let's play. We're gonna do a play draft. It is only four games now. You got a little hot streak going here. I was so happy though when you won on Friday. Yeah, you were rooting for me. I was definitely rooting for you. Yeah, that's what happens, man. When you're fa- like you have that team and you're you're fading the guys, but that's all right. You want to send uh, me a head to head so you can get the first pick. I'm gonna get the first pick even if you send <laughs> But I'm doing. Wow, it. that's getting a little cocky there. No, I don't care. But hold don't on. Send it to me. I, I haven't. No, I know. I am sending. I'll be on play draft tomorrow though, because I'm driving to uh, to Tennessee, which means I get to drive through states where I can play. So I'll be having baseball challenges throughout the day. So make sure you follow me if you want to try and take my money. Yeah, I won't be. Um, my yeah, girlfriend would have a heart attack. <laughs> no, I'm driving. I'm driving. We're going to two di- like three different places, so I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. Oh, that's not so bad. No, no, no. We're driving because, like, yeah, stop, we got to stop, pick up gas. When you're picking up gas, just fire up some play drafts. Yeah. No, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, I sent it to you. All righty. If you don't haven't joined Playdraft, make sure you use that promo code Grinders. If you haven't joined Playdraft, you're doing something wrong. Like we talk about these guys all the time. Like there's no reason you shouldn't be on Playdraft yet. Like yeah, not only are they one of the reasons that you guys get the for podcast for free, but the product is just amazing. Also, I got the first pick, so karma. No, I'm actually glad you got the first pick today. I was reverse jinxing it there. Yeah, sure you were. And I'll let you make the decision between DeGrom and Carrasco. Oh, I already made it. Oh, did you? I took Carrasco. Man, there's so many good hitters. Like, if you go pitcher-pitcher here, you don't get Seager or Cano. It's like, this is uh, this is an interesting spot for you here. What are you going to do? Did you not see that already? I already picked. I, I, saw, I saw you took one pitcher. Yeah, then it went Cano. Oh, did you go Cano? I haven't seen that yet. It's not popped up on my screen. It should have. It's shown on my screen that it's big. Yeah, there it is. It's popping up now. Okay. Good. I was hoping I could bait you into taking Cano. There's no way I wasn't taking Cano. I was. I really wanted to bait you. I needed you to bait. I needed the. I needed John Gray. Like I didn't have a better pitcher after that. Like I thought he was clearly on a tear of his own. I was afraid you were gonna go pitcher, pitcher. No, there was no way I wasn't going Cano. All right, so I'll take Cueto. I don't care. Oh, good. Yeah, a guy with no strikeout upside on draft. That's a great idea. Please do yeah, that. Yeah, guy is not going to get shelled in a cash format. Terrible idea. He's not going to get shelled. You, you've never met Johnny Cueto, apparently. And I'll take you never us. met San Diego Bats. I'm telling you, I could throw five innings against them. Yeah, you give up like six runs. I would cry the next day, but. <laughs> All right, I took Kyle Seeger. Not going to let Stevie get Canelli and Seeger. Oh, this. Took- this pick is the best pick of the day. No, hands down, best oh, pick of the day. You're going to take the guy. Yup, I knew it. <laughs> yup, knew it. Stupid draft hasn't projected really high. Because he's going to mash. Joey Votto, baby. My Reds. 
Damn it. Siege is going to drink a beer and have a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm not losing that freaking uh, – like, I might lose the other one. I'm not losing Cueto versus uh, – who do I have? Like, Garrett Cole? I'm yeah. Minus like, I'm minus like 350 to win the Reds bet. You're not minus. Minus 350. The do Reds you know, to score five runs? That's cake. Oh, my God. Cake. Man. This is what happens when we get – when we. Uh... Just so I don't forget, I'm making a Red stack right now. God. I would, be, I would be so pissed if they, like, score 10 runs and I'm making you fun forgot. of you. And you're like uh, – How's your red stack doing? I'd be like, I forgot to stack them. Oh, that would yeah, that's that's example A of how you get beer thrown in your face. Um, I'm gonna take Freddie and I'm going to take hmm. It's kind of an interesting spot after that. We I mean, got a, like a ton of guys in the same tier. Can't oh I don't have Garrett Cole. You do. I can't take Carpenter here. Carpenter's probably in I'm the not league. taking Aaron Cole. I told you I'm thinking. No, I, I thought I had him, and then remembered I don't. Oh, it's either it's either Daniel Murphy, who profiles really well, or it's I think I think you're I think you want oh you have a tip pitcher left, so it's not going to matter. No, I already told you I'm taking. I'm taking Johnny Cueto. You have both your pitchers taking. Uh, Matt Carpenter or Daniel Murphy. You know who I'd take? You take Carpenter, I think. Let's do it. Hedge life. The Reds are or the Rays are really cheap on DraftKings, by the way. Good. Let people play them. Like I, I just I'm like everyone loves stacking against Ricky Nolasco. Like the last time I felt like this, you talked me out of the Dodgers and it was a bad idea, and I'm not listening anymore. No. Not listening to I you. I have the Ricky Nolasco whisperer. I'm going to take that badge with honor, and I'm going to tell you, don't stack Rays. All right, let's play some if home run derby. Rays score 14. Home run derby. I'll let you go first. Uh, Robinson Cano. No uh, veto. Yeah. Okay, I will take Kyle Seager. That's fine. I, I just wanted to make sure I got the veto in so I get the home run. That's fine by me. Uh, um, Cano. I'm going to go Joey Votto. I don't know if I want to let you have him. I actually looked at the advanced profile, too. You know what? I'm not letting you have Joey Votto. How about that? All right, I'm going to go Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that was a mistake, but whatever. I was going Freeman regardless. It didn't matter. Yeah, but I'm going to beat And then I'm going to go – well, I don't know how – we didn't really talk about this guy too much. I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez. Interesting. Okay. Against Aaron Sanchez? I like it. Okay. I will go uh, with Matt Carpenter, and then I will go. I'm glad to see you're coming aboard the Matt Carpenter train. It's, this is a total hedge because I'm going to have so much Garrett Cole. I just need him to get Matt Carpenter out. Not going to happen. Total hedge life for me. Not going to happen. Total, total, total hedge life. I'll have some in arcade mode for sure. I'm going to have to play arcade mode in the slate because there's just so many one-offs that I won't be able to fit in stacks that I love. Uh, let's look. We're trying to find like some non-chalky options. We've like yapped about the chalk for like five hours. Um, God, it's Kyle Seeger's 3,300 on DraftKings. What a joke. Um, 
you know, I'm going to take a San Diego bet just for Max Troll. How about that? I'm actually going to go with uh, – where's my boy? Where is he? Why is he not here? Why is he not in the player pool? Oh, it's because he's 3,100 against Johnny Cueto. Uh, I can't do it. I wanted to. All right, I'm going to go Chalky. I was going to go Contrarian, but I just don't really like any of the Contrarian options. So I'm going to go ahead and just take Daniel Murphy. I know, that's super lame. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go Nick Williams. How did I miss him? I was staring right at that price range on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm going to go kind of off the board here and take yeah, a guy that – would perfect. Like, one home run Nick Williams season. is free. One home run this season, so going to take a shot on Nick It was Williams. Sunday. He's got a, a one-game home run streak. All right. Well, let's ride it. Um, if you haven't checked out PlayDraft, make sure you guys check them out. Like we said, um, PlayDraft.com backslash grinders. 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Plus, you get some free incentives here. Premium at Roto Grinders for a few months. So make sure you guys are taking advantage of that because we have the best best ball content in the industry. So make sure you guys are checking that out. The Siege, any final thoughts here? No. No, man. I will see you this weekend. Hopefully not too much changes on the slate. This guy's helped you out, and we'll see you guys again on Monday. Hey, what's up, Roto-Grinders? Chris Cimino here, and it's time for you to get an edge on your DFS competition with our daily ownership projections for DraftKings and FanDuel. Available now to our premium subscribers. We're constantly evaluating our projections and updating all the way up through lineup lock to ensure you have the best possible information in crunch time. Our team covers NFL, NBA, MLB, and PGA for all main slate action. If you don't have this, you are missing out. Subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium today to get access to our premium ownership projections and to our award-winning premium content. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only.